0: Welcome to the Homeschooling Families Podcast. I'm Leslie Nunnery, and I am so glad you're here. We try to be as practical as possible on the show to equip and encourage families to stay on mission and to engage with their kiddos the way that God has called them to. We're so thankful when we get reviews and notes from people who've enjoyed the podcast. Just last night, someone was talking to me about the episode she listened to on Saturday and how they were exactly what her family needed to hear. We praise God that He's using this platform for His glory, and we ask you to help us spread the word even more. If you haven't done so yet, will you subscribe to the podcast today? That way you won't miss an episode. Also, share homeschooling families with others that you believe could benefit from the content and interviews we share here. Finally, will you leave us a review and a rating? That really helps us reach more people as the podcast distributors will start representing the show more highly in searches to other homeschool families. We're so thankful for your partnership in this ministry. Today on the show, I'm super excited to welcome Sarah Sputter. Sarah is from The Book Lady and Jesus, and I'm excited to chat with her practically about how to use homeschooling as a tool in going for the hearts and minds of your kiddos. Stay tuned. Sarah and I will be right back.
1: welcome to the podcast. I'm so glad that you're here with us today. Thank you so much for having me. It's such an honor to be part of this today. Well, I am. I'm excited to pick your brain to see what you
0: guys have going on over there. But can you tell us before we dive in a little bit about yourself and your family so that people who may not have have hung out with you yet virtually
1: will get to know you a little bit? Yeah. So, I'm Sarah. I have been married to my sweetheart for more than 20 years. We live on a farm. My husband doesn't work on the farm, but we do live on a farm on a street named after his family. We have three children. Our oldest is in his sophomore year of college, in seminary school and as a youth pastor for our church starting up locally. And then I have a senior in high school, Caleb, and a daughter, Lily, who is 11. And we just, you know, we live kind of in a Mayberry type town, a tiny town where everybody knows each other. And when we got married, I was a homeschooled student, but we thought, you know, this this little town, it just seems like such a sweet place to raise our children and have them go to the local public school. And so we did. That's how we started off. But God just continued to lay on our hearts to homeschool. And so we pulled them out and began our homeschooling journey. And I think the experience of going from public school to homeschooling really, we We saw God work so in our home and just the change that education and our choice to homeschool, how it was life changing within our home and with every aspect of our life. And it's just been a beautiful testimony to each other and such just a growing experience. I can't imagine doing it any other way.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. And it is surprising. And and yet when we talk about it to other people and we Express the fact that we, we're so shocked with how this act of homeschooling really did enhance what we were doing. It really did change our family. You know, that's, that's kind of hard to understand if you're not in the middle of it. But I do, I, I talk all the time about how homeschooling is one of the greatest tools that discipling parents have because it gives you time. It gives you opportunity. It gives you conversation. It's just, there's so much good that comes out of this choice to homeschool. How practically did you guys see it change the way that your family functioned? You noted it was life giving. You saw it changed so much. How did, how did that look practically for you guys? Well, I think
1: for me, when this season of making the decision to homeschool was very much, first of all, when you make the decision to homeschool, you, you're, presented with endless opportunities for curriculum, styles, methods. And so you it can be overwhelming. And so for me, practically it was, okay, let's let's see what God has to say about raising and educating children, my children. What are what is he speaking to our family about? And so we saw just an immense growth in our faith, in leaning on Christ and our values, our priorities. What mattered before, what the world had said is important or we needed to have our plate drastically changed when we started actively leaning on God and what His Word said and what He was asking of us in our home for our homeschool. When you have so many curriculum choices, you can feel fear in that. And so for us, it was choosing to be faithful, choosing to slow down, and so we ended up Growing with each other, our ability to communicate with one another changed dramatically. Our quality time, uh, be, the, the time we had together when you don't have kind of the chaos of school days and homework and the extras that you feel like everyone's telling you need to do for us, pulling back and moving at a slower pace was something that changed for the better for us. And, and we ro- really saw God Move and take this new slower pace, this new, more focused and intentional time with each other to build our faith individually and as a family. And also to really see our children's gifts, what God had built into them. The, you know, they're born with this, this plan that God has for them. And to see that when I was able to educate at home, and see their individual personalities and be able to pray over what God had in store for them, that he would direct their path and being able to see that come to fruition was just very special for us. So I think the slowing down and the, the closer relationships, the uh, communication, and 100% our, our faith and our closeness with Jesus Christ, that was the biggest and best change that we saw.
0: Yeah, it, it truly is. You know, we were, we're in the middle of a heart school parenting intensive right now with a, a group of families. And we were talking just last night about how important it is to start realigning your thinking to line up with your, your why, with your goals, with your mission. And for so many of us, we start out homeschooling with the right ideas. We want it to be something that we use to go for the hearts of our children. And yet. When we actually practically get into it, we start thinking just like they're in school again. We start, you know, it's all academics. It's all, you know, we're we're doing the school thing. And we miss the fact that these two elements, home and homeschooling, are incredibly complementary, but only if you keep mission elevated above the academics, only if you allow homeschooling to stay in the place of the tool that it is. When you do that, you do see all of those benefits that you noted about the ability to communicate better. You're 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 expressing that you're you're dealing with stuff in ways or actually just things that you've never had to deal with before. You're figuring out things and addressing things that you haven't seen before. You're you're able to really line stuff up with your mission and so I really appreciate the way that you you kind of laid out those things that your family had grown because it really truly does play out that way as you align your, your practical way that you're approaching your homeschool with the mission that God has
1: given you. Yeah. Because I think that so often we get caught up in like the checklist of are we meeting the math mm-hmm. requirements? But when I look at what first of all, That can add fear or a weight or a burden on homeschool parents to accomplish these things. Well, instead, what we began to focus on was what does God say success is? God says success is raising our our children for him, keeping the focus on him. So if I'm putting that first, he really takes care of the rest as long as I'm faithful to him first. I can put that burden on him. Like you're going to take care of this as long as I'm faithful to you. And so when we keep it lined up with what's most important, then we're able to see God really, really work. If we're working on the character and the hearts of our children, if I'm raising them to do what to lay down their lives, to do what God has called them to do rather than what feels good or what they want to do, I don't have to worry about work ethic. I don't have to worry about, you know, those kinds of struggles because I know that they're following the will of God. And so when we make our choices, we we trust that God is faithful. And so when our education has now become a family education, it's not just an education for our children. We're all yearning to grow closer to him and follow his will. And we're always learning. And so by modeling that with our children, seeking Him, growing spiritually, but also growing in in our lives by taking on the responsibility of homeschooling, by that, what we've said, we value you. You're important. This is what God has called us to do. And so we're going to do it for Him to the best of our ability. We are all receiving an education, not just the children. Oh, it's so
0: true. And and I think that we overlook that. So the, the blessing of that, we, we kind of skate past the fact that, you know, we are as parents, it's a, a tremendously sanctifying endeavor because you, you are faced with the fact that you truly are incapable of this. This is beyond you. And God, God works so powerfully in the lives of parents who are seeking him and who are trusting him and, and handing over their homeschool efforts to him. But additionally, we get to learn alongside of our children things that even if we were exposed to when we were younger, we probably didn't value as much as we do now that we're adults. And so the excitement that we have at learning these things and at connecting the dots and all of that, that overflows. That's a huge part of why so many homeschool children actually do develop a love of learning because they're having it modeled by their parents who are kind of geek it out as we're learning all of this cool stuff right alongside of them. And and again, that's just one of those little blessings that God gives us. And to me, that's just that's just a little extra gift that we all get to grow together. We get, we have so much to talk about because we're learning the same things. The kids get to teach daddy when he comes in, which shows how well they understand what they're learning. And just so much awesome stuff comes out of it from a relationship standpoint.
1: Yeah. And it brings up some peace because you're, all of it is relying on, and on God. So they're, they're, while you know, math is not always easy or the work is not always easy. There is this level of peace that comes with it in joy that we're doing this as a family. We're doing this for Christ. We're doing this together. All of these things, it, it. While it's not always fun to, nobody wants to do algebra work. Nobody particularly cares to sit down and do it. But there is this peace and joy that comes with it because we're together. We are, we're working toward a common goal and we're working toward a common goal as a family and as Christians and as um, those who are doing this because we know that God has a purpose for our life. And so you get to enjoy the excitement of learning all while feeling just this unburdened just grace and peace of God while you're doing it. And I feel like that is really uh, such a gift. And I always encourage, you know, homeschool moms, if you're not feeling at peace, then, then simplify, go back to God and ask what he's really wants. Is this curriculum burdening you or is it helping? Because I feel like there, there is such a peace that comes with just being in God's will in this and, and with education, it is a joy. It's a privilege. And we, we get to we have the wonderful opportunity to do that together. That's so true, and you know we have the
0: opportunity to tailor our approach and our setup within our family to be as unique as our family is. Our, uh, you know, years ago I wrote an article about my homeschool doesn't have to look like your homeschool because so, it's so easy to to try to adopt all of these things that we see other people doing. And whereas they're often doing one of them, we're trying to adopt all the cool stuff that everybody is doing. And there's this collision. We are so overburdening ourselves and that makes us brittle and dry. And instead of really leaning in and enjoying the opportunities that God has given us with our children, we're just frantically trying to keep a bunch of balls in the air that we weren't, we weren't called to carry in the first place. After a short break, we'll be right back to talk even more about this. The award winning CSB Explorer Bible for Kids helps kids place God's Word in the middle of God's world. Within its engaging, full color pages, kids will interact with the people, places, and things of the Bible and God's creation. Fascinating images, illustrations, timelines, and study helps show archaeological evidence, introduce key characters, explain new concepts, and help kids experience the wonder and truth of the Bible. QR codes placed throughout the Bible bring educational videos, discussion questions, and activity pages to life, helping kids apply key truths of the Bible to real-world experiences. Go to teachthemdiligently.net or forward slash Explorer Bible to get your copy now. Again, that's teachthemdiligently.net forward slash Explorer Bible.
1: Exactly. Like We become overwhelmed because what works for someone, God is such a creative God. He didn't mean for us all to be doing the exact same thing, but there is always a new curriculum. There is always something beautifully packaged. And there's nothing wrong with these things. People have put their ministry, that's what God has led them to do, but it doesn't mean it's always for our family. And so when we have to be able to be okay with, this is what God has called me to do. Not all of it, not everyone's curriculum, not everyone's organization of their day is meant for me. So when instead of trying to, Keep up with what the newest thing is online or, you know, oh, let me pin this Pinterest, you know, board or see this on Instagram and keep switching instead is seek Lord. What have you asked me to do? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it just underscores again and again and
0: again, why it's so important to understand your mission, which your mission is not homeschooling. Your mission is to parent your children well, to give them a the foundation for their faith to prepare them to walk through whatever door God opens for them in the days ahead. And that's where homeschooling comes in. It is just a tool in the hand of an excellent parent. And we've got to keep it in balance that way, or it will throw a lot off within our families. No question. I want to kind of segue over a little bit because you have the cute little website called The Book Lady and Jesus It just makes me laugh because I love the book lady element of it. I love Jesus, too, obviously. But tell us a little bit about
1: that. Why? Why are you the book lady in Jesus? Well, it's kind of I have always been an avid reader. It's always been my biggest hobby. It's something that I get so excited about. And actually, I became known as the book lady because I would not be able to stop talking about books that I had read, especially to ladies in my life group at church or just church members and and friends. And I would begin taking books and passing them out and sharing them and loaning them to anyone and everyone at our church. And so I, you know, I'm like the librarian and I'm like, oh, this, you will love this. Here you go. Read this. I just get so excited and especially almost matchmaking between books and my friends. (laughs) I became known as the book lady. And then it kind of... went from me just sharing books that I had enjoyed personally, whether that be spiritual growth, parenting, homeschooling, or, you know, fiction, whether classics or some more modern day. But then I began being asked a lot, well, what about your kids? What do they read? What do you recommend? And especially in this day and age, when our books are so full of Some of the, the cultural and political stances that maybe we want to protect our children from or we don't want to bring into our home. It's really important that we are wise and discerning with the books that we give to our children. And so I've read extensively in the, you know, young adult middle grade reader uh, books, as well as the classics and began being asked, you know, to give advice on what to give to children to read or what would I recommend? And so it kind of grew from there in terms of not only was I sharing my books with my friends, but also books, recommendations for their children as well. That's, it's so helpful because
0: like you noted, there's, there's so many landmines and so many ways that our kids can be exposed to stuff, that we don't want them to be and yet not all moms are book ladies. Not all of, not everyone is an avid reader. And so providing that kind of a, a resource for families is just such a blessing. I'm sure you noted as we were talking before how you were able to see your love of books really open doors for fellowship with others and just really became a connection piece. And I thought that was such an interesting thing to say because so many homeschool moms do enjoy books. So many are introverted. They feel like they don't have a whole lot of outlets. So can you kind of unpack a little bit for us how your love of books really did create kind of a community and an opportunity for fellowship for you?
1: Yeah, I am one of those highly introverted people. I go to church and I come home. I don't do a whole lot outside of living within with my little bubble with my family. People say I'm a hobbit. Uh, I just stay in my little hobbit hole. <laughs> so I began to realize that through books that it really did open a door to, to fellowship with more because it is one of those things that busy moms even, I, I, Read while I cook dinner. Every time I loan out a book, I'm like, there's probably spaghetti sauce in there or there's something in there because it's something that <laughs> is so attainable when you're in the throes of life with your family and with your kids. And so then it would be uh, conversations of how that book spoke to us or just, you know, this really struck me and it became kind of, it started out a lot of texting or just, you know, I, this character really you know, I connected with them and we would begin conversations and I really started to see I have friends. I, you know, I'm communicating more. And it all came from just discussing a book that we had in common. And we ended up seeing getting to know each other through the the books that we were reading, which then led to book club. So we now I have a book club that meets at my house once a month and it has grown exponentially. I cook a large meal, then I make a pot of tea, and we have music playing in the background, and we have book club, and it's just a chance for all these busy introverted moms just once a month come discuss something that is so personal to them. And what I found was, is while we're spending these times and these books open doors, it doesn't stay about the book we're reading, it really grows into relationships into prayer, into discipleship, into ministering to one another. And it just comes from that vulnerability of being able to say, you know, this, I liked this or I didn't like this, or I've struggled with the same thing this character has struggled with. And just to find this common ground that opened the door for people who wouldn't normally go up and speak to each other. But because we've Both read the same thing. It, it opened up doors for more possibility and growth together. And I know every month when we sit down and have book club, I end up thinking, this is ministry. This is fellowship. This is discipleship. And it is, I didn't realize how much I needed it. I knew I loved books. I knew I loved sharing books, but the community and the fellowship, I had no idea what, what an honor and just a, how much it would fill the cup of, of my heart to have that time with these ladies.
0: Yeah, I actually, I couldn't love that more. I think that so many people, I, I too, I am, I joke because I'm such an introvert that God has just stretched and molded and put me in situations where that was not an option. You know, He has given us a ministry where I am around a lot of people a lot. And, but through the years, He's given me such a deep and abiding. Love for the people that we serve, but now I crave that fellowship. And I think that for so many of us, just like you noted, we don't know what we are missing out on when we are not connected and living in fellowship and community with others. And it is so life-giving. It makes us better moms, it makes us better spouses, it it ignites life in us that we didn't even know was laying dormant. And and It allows us to bear one another's burdens. It allows us to encourage and equip and and live life with other people. It gives us an eye-opening understanding of how we can physically minister and meet needs that other people have. And, And so there's so much that can come out of just connecting over common interests like that. And I'm so thankful that you brought it up because it just shows that God can use any connection point. It doesn't have to be something that is intrinsically spiritual, right? It doesn't
1: have to be at church. It can be anything. It can. And when we look at Jesus life here on earth, there was food and fellowship, and he was living and communing with these people that he was Ministering to, he was saving, and when we see, it doesn't have to be just in a church service or in a classroom Bible study. It can be in life in that ministry and that connection. We are created for that. I think a lot of times we are we're scared of it or we don't know what that looks like for us. But God has created us for a purpose and something that you know had for so long seemed so meaningless to me. If I just like to read, there's nothing of value. To be able to see that God put that in me for a purpose and it does have value. That's the same for every person. There is something that He has put in there to so that He can be glorified and it becomes part of your ministry, whether you realize it or not. And it doesn't have to be something like you said that's intrinsically spiritual, but God made it all good. It has been tainted by yes. sin, but that wasn't God's original plan. So to see something redeemed and see how God can work in something as simple as a piece of literary fiction is just—it's just another reason to be in awe of God.
0: It truly is. It truly is, and it—it it just underscores the fact that He will use what He's put in our hand. He yep. just like Moses, He used a staff with. He uses what he gives you because he is good and he is creative, like you noted, and he can work in any way that he wants. And so as a believer, it is incumbent upon me to have my hands open, ready to return to him anything that he gives to me and to be willing to use those things and those opportunities for his glory and for his service. And I am so grateful that you brought that up. I think that that's positioned just really, really well. And I hope that everyone listening in just takes that to heart and is encouraged and excited
1: and mobilized and ready to go out and connect with other people. Oh. I do too. I, I know it's been a blessing for me and something that still is, um I'm surprised by just what God has done for me. I'm, you know, I'm just surprised, but he is a magnificent God. And and it is it is such a joy to be able to to go out and to do what he's asked me to do and be so blessed by it. Yep. Well, yeah, that was that, it, such a good
0: point. God is, God is good. He is always faithful. He is always at work. And when we look for what he is doing, we just kind of stand in awe. And there is so much that is worthy of praise with our great and good God. So, Sarah, thank you so much for joining us today. We're, we're running out of time, but before we go, I want to make sure that you tell everyone where they can connect with you, and how they can, you know, learn more about you and, and the different things that you've got available.
1: Yeah, well, I'm um, I am the Book Lady in Jesus on Facebook, Instagram, um, and on my website, and I am always available. Uh, send me a the message or contact me on there. I'd love to talk books, talk Jesus, talk homeschooling and parenting because I'm. J- again, so in awe of God and who he is and being able to get excited and talk with other fellow moms that feel the same way or want to talk more about him or more about books. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Well, again, thank you so much for for hanging out with us today. It was a joy. My heart was encouraged and uh I'm sure that others were too. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Well, you're welcome. To everyone else, thank you guys for hanging out with us today. I hope that the, the things that we've talked about has just really gotten you excited excited about the opportunity to use homeschooling as part of your mission excited about the opportunity to use what God has put in your hands as a way to connect with other people and to do life with them he is very creative and we want to join him in the work that he is doing so keep your eyes open we talk all the time about how the great commission starts at home and and as you are investing in your children as you are raising them in such a way as to bring them to Jesus. We also want to mobilize them to get connected with other people, to go out from there and to make a difference in the world around them. And one great way to do that is to model it by being living in fellowship with those that God has placed around you. So, I hope that you'll take the time to look into the book, Lady and Jesus, see what she's got there. And I also hope that you'll prayerfully consider how God can use exactly what he's put in your hand as the connecting point with with those around you. I personally would love to hear the things that you come up with. So send us a note, let us know ways that you are using things that you may have never even thought of as connection to engage with your fellow believers or in an outreach to others. So send us an email at podcast at teach and let us know in the meantime have a great rest of your day and I look forward to talking to you again real soon. Thank you for joining me today. It's my prayer that every episode of the homeschooling families podcast helps to strengthen your family by giving you biblical and practical ways to raise your children and educate them well. We'd love to engage with you more. So check out teachthemdiligently.net to find out about the resources and experiences we offer Christian homeschooling families like yours all year long. I want to take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on the podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and a whole lot more.